This is episode number 88 of the Social Hub podcast, and today we are talking about blending life and business strategy for harmony in business with an amazing guest that I cannot wait to share with you. So because it's episode 88, you can get all the links and the details for anything I talk about in this episode at the show notes page for the episode on all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash 88. You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. The coaching industry is full of 25-step frameworks and five-step blueprints and all sorts of step-by-step processes on how to use strategies to grow your business and make it profitable. And while there's nothing wrong with a system or a process, in actual fact, we do need them, they are an extremely masculine thing. And for us women to live in the masculine all the time makes it really hard for us to blend our business and life, which is why when I talk to my clients a lot about their strategy and creating strategies in their business that are profitable – I also talk to them about creating strategies within their business that are going to work with their values, lifestyle, and family dynamic. Because let me tell you, using Sally's 100 live streams in a 100 days system to growing, scaling, and launching your online course may not work for you when you have a toddler who poops their pants every five minutes. Am I right, ladies? Which is why for women, blending life and business strategies together makes a much more cohesive, workable, actionable strategy that you can show up for and do each day, week and month. So I was thrilled when my friend Sharon Cliff wanted to come on the pod and talk about the concept of blending life and business strategy for harmony in business, because I 100% believe for women, we need to do this so that we can avoid that raging mum guilt and the burnout that a lot of women in business suffer from. Sharon is a business coach and mentor. She's also a podcaster at the Sharon Cliff Podcast, and she is passionate about living life on her own terms. She helps women in business ignite their passion and move from burnt out to lit up. Shaz lives in Brisbane, Queensland with her husband, three boys, one girl and a dog. She is a true Gemini, full of energy and fun, and you'll find her sipping rosé at the beach or hanging out with her family most days. She's not into the hustle or juggling and believes that we can pursue our passion and have the space to do business and life our way in flow, fun, and also have it be inspiring. This is a really cool combo with two mums shooting the breeze of doing life and business in flow and harmony. We share things that we have learned, things that work for us in our families and how we blend both life and business strategy to create that harmony. And Shaz has older children and I have like tweens and early teens. So we can, we both kind of come at it from different angles. Interestingly, this was a podcast that we had no notes for, which is not like me. I'm actually usually super organized for the pod, but we just hit record and started chatting. And I think, to be honest, with this kind of content, that this is where the magic came from. So I'm going to head it over to the episode and let you be as inspired as I was. All right. Welcome, Sharon, to today's episode of the podcast. Um Thrilled to have you here today because we've known each other for a little while now and I was super excited to be on your podcast. I always love being a guest on other people's because it's way less pressure (laughs) than being the host. Um, And, you know, I think we've just become really just become Instagram friends and real friends, I feel like. We talk about all sorts of things on on our Instagram DMs. Um, So I would love you, first of all, to introduce yourself and your business to everybody. Okay, well, thank you, Stacey, for having me on today. And yeah, I feel like we're we're, we're insta insta buddies or yeah. <laughs> insta babes, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I I don't know how long ago I met you. It would be at least 
either nearly two years. Uh, yeah, two years ago um, yeah. through Instagram, and I, I came to one of pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, it was before COVID, BC before yeah. COVID. Yes, I um I was able to cross the border and come to one of your in-person <laughs> events. Uh, one of your, I think it was like a co-working day with, with a little mini shoot, and and it was great just to um to actually meet you in person after you know chatting chatting in the DMs on the gram and um. And yeah, it's it's been great because I've sort of you know kept that relationship going over that time. So it's been awesome. Uh, a little bit about me. So yeah, Sharon Cliff. I was a business consultant for probably about I don't know seven years and was helping a lot of businesses with um, with strategy and operations and sales and and all that sort of stuff and worked across a lot of industries with um, businesses of all sizes. And I sort of got to the point where. I had started to dabble in coaching and I just found that I loved it. And whenever I stepped into that headspace and into the zone, I just really lit up and I could feel the energy and feel the shift. And the, the clients I was working with sort of said the same. So, um, so yeah, two years ago I transitioned over to the dark side of business coaching and I find that I really love working with women in business and helping them with not just their businesses but helping them with work on it work on themselves so looking at you know what are they passionate about what's their overall purpose helping them to get a mindset that's really positive so we we spend so much time in our head and talking to ourselves and the language that we use and how we talk to ourselves you know we wouldn't talk to our dog like that and and so I've been doing a lot of work on you know mindset and the conversations that we have with ourselves and really looking at the business owner and you know what kind of morning routine have we got what what self-care are we doing? Uh, are we putting ourselves first? Are we putting time aside every day to, you know, just chill and be and also to, you know, refill our cup and to and to get the energy back? So that's sort of what I'm passionate about, helping people with their purpose, with their passion, uh, helping them with their mindset. And then, you know, happy to sort of once we've got, once we've worked on the person and got them in the right sort of space because I think if you're trying to work on the business and the person's not right, then never the business is never going to work to its fullest potential. So then we sort of, you know, slip in slip into the to the business and, and start to look at, you know, the, the different strategies and um and all the different you know parts of the business of what we can um to do to get the the person and the business aligned and get everything sort of working really good. So yeah, that's me. Um, Mum of four, so the the struggle with work life harmony, as I like to call it, <laughs> is, is real. And you know, when you've got young kids, your your challenges are you know one type of challenge. But my my kids are all teenagers now; they go between you know fifteen and nearly twenty one. And so the challenges are different because we're you know passing ships through the night because they're going to work, coming to and from work, and going out with friends. And so the challenges are different. So. Um, I just really find that I need to sort of balance when I'm on in my business and when I'm on in my personal life because, you know, there's not that sort of routine where the kids are all home at night or they're all home on the weekend because now they're not really there on the weekend and at night time. So just trying to find that find that balance. And I don't know if it, you can tell me if I have an accurate representation of, of you as a mum um, or if you just project it really well on Instagram. But I always, I always get the, like, I watch you when you, like, do, because you, you do lots of stories of you doing stuff with <clears throat> with your, your husband and your kids and stuff. And I always get this impression, you're like, a really chill mum. Like, and because your kids are, you said, like, 15, 16, and 21, um, like, those kind of age, like age range. I've got mine are coming into teenage years now. And sometimes I just feel crippling anxiety about my kids being teenagers and I look at you and you're always like so super chill and it just gives me so much hope that I'm not going to be a mess in a few years time after they get out the other end. Yeah I think you know because as growing up um, you know we moved states when when my kids were young and my husband traveled a lot so I was very purposeful in making sure that like we had routines and that I made sure the kids shared the load. So, you know, for years now they've all made their own beds, put their clothes away. Um, you know, even when I wash my sheets, they all, you know, they all chip in and do things and they all, you know, they all cook and they do bits and pieces of cleaning and, you know, and they and even like the 15-year-olds now, they've just started doing some casual work. And it's just about all getting in and helping each other. And because we sort of do that together, you know, like at the night time we'll sit down and have dinner and, you know, one of the kids um, – 
packs the dishwasher and the other one wipes the table and one feeds the dog. And they sort of do the bits and pieces. And we inter- and so we we try and do it so that, you know, we're always saying to the kids, you know, if you've got a problem or something's happened, come to us and talk about it. And if you're going to go somewhere, let us know where you're going because if something happens and we need to get hold of you, then, you know, it, it, we really do need to know sort of where you are. We don't want to be have, keeping tabs on you where you are. But, you know, if you're going somewhere, at least, you know, give us an idea something, so if something happens, we can get a hold of you. But also, um, you know, if something happens to you, we've got a general idea where you are. And just being sort of really honest and, and open. And I guess that it sort of comes across is that we try also to have a relationship with our kids where, like with my daughter, I feel that we're friends as well. Yeah. And then with the boys, I feel like, you know, we've got that that time where, you know, we've always got music going in the house and so we're always dancing around the house and having a laugh at each other and, you know, not sort of picking. And my kids don't really fight. Um, they don't really sort of pick at each other. And they're all sort of really good as far as, you know, if one goes to the fridge to get something, they all sort of share across themselves. But I, something that I did want to bring up is that, and I saw this on Instagram because I love the gram, um, it would have to be at least six months ago, could even be longer, where someone had shared on on a post that they had this thing where they say to people or like to their family um, at, at night time, you know, what did you learn today? And so I introduced that to the family dinner because we all try and sit down for dinner every night. That's our one thing. No one goes, you know, in their rooms or in the lounge and we all sit down for dinner every night except sometimes my daughter, she'll be at work so she might eat later. But we all, we, I introduced this thing where I said, you know, everyone goes around the table, so the six of us, and we say, what did you learn today? And either what made you laugh or what made you smile? And at first, like, oh, mum, that is so gay. <laughs> and now they start the conversation. And we learn things about each other that we would never do. And it, and it goes back to, like, we've, you know, we've got our family, like, different values and rules and things on the wall, which is all about, you know, respecting each other and love and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, and it just really opens up like our, our dinner table conversations we'd sit there and we'd all be like mm, you know and looking at each other and eating and as soon as someone's finished they're, they're gone and so then we started to say well no once you have finished eating you wait for everyone else but now because we've got this conversation going where we're finding out about the day we find out what makes them happy and then through the day now they're thinking okay that made me laugh I've got to remember that tonight and we're making notes on their phone and our, our conversations at dinner are now are just amazing you know and the, the way that it's changed our family dinner and we're finding out things that we would never have normally found out about if we hadn't done that. And now when the kids' friends come over, we start going around the table and they're like, this is so cool. And some of them now have gone back to their families and they do the same thing. And, it's, yeah. again, it's just about that open open communication and, and starting the conversations because, you know, as kids, you know, go through those teenage years, they come home and they're like, mm, mm. and you go, how school? Mm, school. You know, but this really <laughs> opens, the, it opens the conversation. And yeah. I think... Now, that's what we need to do because um, we're so attached to devices and, you know, quickly texting and doing the, you know, short texting and we're not having those conversations. So doing that at home um, really helps to find out about, you know, generally because when I'd sit at the table at night time and go, oh, how was your day? They'd be like, oh, you know, oh, you know, nothing happened. But now we have a great conversation. So that's something that, that we've implemented. Yeah, we've been doing that with the girls for years. And at first it just started off was like what was the best part of your day, like things that they could actually, you know, synthesise at a very young age. But now that they're a little bit older, we do like highlights and lowlights. So what was the best part of your day? What was the most challenging part of your day? And I'm finding as they're in that kind of tween, early teen years, getting them to express what the most challenging part of their day was is without saying what was the worst, not the worst part, but what was the most challenging part Um it's just opening up conversation. So Ella's, because she started high school, she's come out with a few things that she's found challenging about high school. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But, you know, they don't, when you just say, how is your day? Good. Yeah. You know, and I mean, they're pretty happy. They're happy kids. They're just, they don't know how to communicate like that. You've got to draw it out of them. But yeah, the uh, the dinner conversation is 100% one of, one of the best things I've ever done too yeah. with my kids, for sure. Maybe, um, I, maybe I got it from you. Oh, I don't know. We've been doing it for years. I absolutely love it. And I, I'll switch it up and ask different things sometimes, like, well, what are you most grateful for? Or if we've, if we've had an a afternoon where we've all been arguing with each other, I make everyone go around and say what the thing they love the most about each person um, and get us on a di- bit of a different track. But, um, it, yeah, it's you, you've all, I think, and I think it's probably because you have always had, clearly have such great communication with your kids. That's why you probably come across 
quite chilled, you know, in how you do things. And I love it. And I think, you know, and we're not really talking about business, but I think it's relevant because as women in business, that it's almost like sometimes there's two parts of us. There's the the wife, the mother, the housekeeper, that like maternal nurturer. And then there's the businesswoman that has to also fit into the same person at the same time. But what goes on at home and what goes on in our relationships absolutely 110% affects how we can show up in our business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so I think, you know, having these conversations is really cool as women in business because other people out there sit there and go, oh, they're just the same as me. They have the same struggles. They go through the same things. They, you know, they bleed the same as us, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, and, and that's why, you know, I'm, you know, I do share quite a bit of personal stuff on my Instagram or well, my new Instagram account now because I lost my old one. Um, it's because, you know, everyone shares the great stuff about their business and the great stuff about life and they don't show some of the hard stuff, you know, that, that goes on behind it or they don't show some of that, you know, they show all the business stuff but don't show some of the family stuff. And, I mean, my kids hate it when I chuck their stuff on Instagram. I mean, the boys don't follow my account but my daughter does and she goes, oh, Mum, why did you post that for? That photo was so ugly of me. And I was like, <laughs> well, who cares? Don't, don't, don't look at it then. But, um, yeah. you know, and, like, you know, you say that, on the, on the outside, you know, it, it does look like, you know, I'm sort of chilled and we have a lot of fun and that. But there's times, you know, where where the days are really stressful and, and the kids all just go, oh, no, I didn't learn anything today or oh, oh, nothing made me smile. And then I sort of go, well, no, we'll, we'll come back to you and think about it. And so, yeah. you know, you, you might say that sort of chilled. They say they would say that that's annoying. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, but, but I know. Because you know yourself and it's part of this, the mindset thing is that, like on Tuesday I just had a really – crappy thing happened on Tuesday night and I went onto my story and I put something about, you know, I'm just so sort of done because I was tired and 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 sort of cooked with um with asthma and I just sort of, I sh- and I showed that video on there and I said, oh, you know, I'm just so done with just things having to be perfect all the time and people took that that I was really upset and we got, oh, my God, look, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, I didn't mean it to come across like that. I was just trying to show that because um, generally I'm sort of quite, you know, vibrant and energetic when, I, when I'm on there but at that point I wasn't feeling like that but it's it comes back to, it might take, you know, someone just to ask you a question or to um, get you to, you know, jump out of that negative or sort of down spiraling mindset to then change things around. So, like with, you know, with one of the kids, if they come home and they're sort of really down at the dinner table, they go, no, I didn't learn anything or, or you know, nothing made me smile. And I sort of go, well, have a sort of think about it because surely there's there's something today. Like what, what can you share something that's happened? And then we come back to them and then... Um, you know, they've gone from being sort of all grumpy, like, oh, I didn't learn anything, and then they'll tell a story and then they'll start smiling. It's like, see? And so I think, you know, that's part of my work with, with you know, a lot of women business owners is that we're so hard on ourselves. Yes. And we're so harsh and we're so quick to go, oh, you didn't do that right or you didn't do that quick enough or you didn't do that the right way or you, you didn't get everything done on your, you, you know, your list today, which is why I don't like to do a to-do list. Um, I used to do that years ago when I'd have it all in my head and I'd just burn out because I'd go to bed thinking, oh, I've got to do that and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And, you know, you, you do this list of 10 things and you'd get, you know, too ticked off and you'd think, oh, I didn't get that done. And you'd be really down on yourself, whereas now everything goes in my Google calendar and I go, well, there's the three top things I'm going to focus on today. Tomorrow it's that, the next day it's that. And so I get to the end of the day and I go tick, 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 woohoo, so happy. And it's so different to having a list of 10 things and going, oh, I only achieved two. But if you break it down and go, well, these are the only things I'm going to work on and, you know, you just, it just makes things so much better when you've got that positive mindset and it's how you show up in the morning and go, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do today and how your mindset is in the morning. Like so morning routine is so, um, you know, important for me that, you know, I sit down and have my breakfast and I do all my stuff and I do my routine with the kids and the family and they all go off and then I go into my office and, and do what I've got to do. But, Otherwise, if you don't have that, the day just takes over and you just get overwhelmed and then you start having the conversations in your head saying, oh, you know, you haven't got that done and you've got to do this and that that's and then that affects your family life. So then, you know, the kids come home and you're ready to explode because you feel like you haven't got anything done or you haven't got as much done or you're not where you wanted to be and you've been all over the place and you're disappointed in yourself. So then that starts to affect the family. Like, you know, they come home and you start yelling at the kids and they've not even done anything. Yeah. So that's sort of with me too, you know, trying to do that balance that when I'm in my office 
working on my business, that's where I am. As soon as the kids come home, the laptop goes to sleep and I go and do, you know, what I, whatever with them until they go off into their rooms and shut their door and do whatever. So it's, for me, it's not um, so much the balance as such. It's just that I'm 100% all in when I'm at work and I'm 100% all in when I'm with the family. Yeah. I'm not sitting there. No one's like to phones at the dinner table scrolling through stuff. Um, and that's and that's something I really worked on for the last 12 months is really being present. So yes. when I'm with someone, I'm present with them. I'm not doing stuff on my phone. When I'm with my husband, like at night time, now we'll oh, you go, have you got stuff to do at work? No, I'm going to come and sit with you and we're, you know, we're just going to do whatever, we, you know, watch something or, you know, look for holiday stuff or whatever. And when, um, you know, like if my daughter's working late shift and she comes home at 9 or 9.30, I stop whatever I'm doing. I go and sit down at the dinner table with her. Well, she's having a dinner and say, you know, how'd you go with your day? What'd you learn? You know, that sort of stuff. And we sit down and have that little quiet time sort of together. So it's like. And that's all conscious choices. Yeah. To do it that way. Yeah, so just really being present was yeah. a big thing. Sure. Um, so I know that and you're like, I remember when we first met, like one of your kind of taglines or catch cries was going from burnt out to lit up. And you've always been really passionate about women in business and the burnout side of which can be a bit of a dark side of business sometimes um I'd love for you to kind of just explore like why are you so passionate like where does that come from that pure passion a lot around that burnout side of it and then what do you think are the main kind of contributors to women burning out so much because the the rates of burnout in women are so much higher than in men so the passion comes from my own experience because um that sort of 2014-15 I was working full-time um as I said my husband travels a lot so he's generally away at least one or two nights a week goes overseas three or four times a year for a couple of weeks and you know goes to work early comes home late and I was trying to you know been juggling four kids and had started up a side gig with um, with a friend and so I was working my full-time role trying to do mum life and then the 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 side gig, I was doing that at night time. So, you know, like from 7 o'clock at night till midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, Saturday, Sundays, and there was never any time for me. There was never any downtime. I was constantly thinking about stuff to do with the kids, um, you know, all the home stuff with bills and all that, have my corporate job and then trying to do the side hustle and, I was just on 20, like pretty much 24-7 and then I'd go, to, I'd finally get into bed at, you know, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2 a.m. and my mind would just be going, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, tick, 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 tick. And so I'd lay there for two hours before I'd go to sleep. So then I'd wake up at, you know, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, hadn't even felt like I'd been to sleep. And then I'd be like shutting my phone going, do, 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 do. And so I did that for, pro- you know, a couple of years and just went, this is nuts. And I just, I was cranky, I was tired, I just, my to-do list was just crazy because I, you know, had started doing that and I was doing so much consuming, you know, buying different courses and doing this thing yeah. and that thing and downloading this and, and I just had so much going on. And I'm a Gemini, so I'm always jumping from here to here and always in 100, you know, 100 million miles an hour. And then one day I just went, I can't do this. And I got really sick and I started going numb down the side of my face and my, um, my right, all down the right-hand side, so my face, my arm and my leg and that would just, I'd start to go numb and I just couldn't remember stuff. And I remember one day driving to work on the freeway and a whole side of me went numb and I was doing 110. And I'm going, I'm, go- I'm going to kill myself or someone else if I keep doing this. And, yeah, I just, my body just started to go, you know what, this is enough. And I just went, I can't do this. And so started to put some boundaries in, started to make sure I exercised, looked at my diet, made sure that I started to take time out for myself and um, and just really said to the kids, you know, okay, I need some boundaries because I'd started to, to I got out of my full-time job, was doing some part-time so that I could start this side business up, so which I didn't do. I ended up doing consulting instead and um, just went, I've got to set some boundaries. Kids, when I'm in my office and my door shut, I'm doing work. And then I made sure that, you know, between that sort of three, four o'clock, I was there for the kids. So I started to go, okay, well, I needed to start to time block. So I really time blocked out my calendar, stopped having everything going on in my head, started to look at, you know, what I was doing. So rather than laying in bed for two hours, thinking about all the things I had to do, I 
I, um, I don't have a schedule on it. It's a freebie on our website at the moment where it's just a daily and a weekly planner where you can say, you know, the, the top three things that you want to do each day and what you want to achieve for the week and all your bits and pieces goes on there. So it's now out of my head because I just had all my stuff in my head. Yes. And my calendar, the first thing I block out is my walk every day. So my girlfriend and I have been walking for about six years for an hour pretty much every afternoon. That goes in my calendar my morning routine is, and it could be different depending on what I'm doing, I start started to get into, um, you know, some essential oils and started to make sure that I had at least 10 minutes every day where I just sat with myself and, you know, could just sit there and drink a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or a wine. I'd stop eating lunch at my desk. I'd go and sit by the pool or go and sit out on the grass or do something and I made sure that, you know, if I didn't have that walk in the afternoon that I at least went and did something so that I got a break away from the computer. And, and I think... As women in business, we go, I can't afford to go and have lunch or can't afford to go and do the hour at the gym or an hour walk or go and catch up with a girlfriend for a coffee because you think I've got something to do. But if you don't take that time out and reset and get, you know, the, the eyes off the off the laptop and, and just take that break, you're actually going to be working at, you know, as your day goes on, you go from working at 100% to 80% to 60% to 50%. Once you take that break and come back, you're back up to, you know, 80 100%. And that's and that I think that is the biggest thing. We think we can't afford the time out. We can't afford the ten minutes to go and have a coffee and the you know something outside. At, you know, say ten oh, that ten ten thirty go and have a coffee and and that out by the pool. And then I'll have my lunch later. Whereas I would sit at my desk eating lunch. And you see, you don't get that break. So I think that's the biggest thing is just being really conscious of the time. You know, if you work for someone, you'd be taking those breaks. So as a business owner, you need to make sure you take the time out for yourself. Set up boundaries set up routines, blocking your calendar time out for you. Don't have a to-do list, just have some top actions for the day and focus on the money-building actions at the start of the day and, you know, the admin or the sort of social media stuff at the end because that's when you start to taper off and you start to, you know, get distracted. Like me, I get easily distracted by the time the afternoon comes. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, just, you know, setting things up more efficiently so that, you know, if you're doing social media posts, you sit down for a whole day and do it for the whole month. Or if you're doing admin, sit there and do that. Don't jump. I was really bad with jumping in and out. Yeah. I'd jump over here and work for this client. Then I'd do something over here. Then I'd jump over there and I'd be like all over the place. And it takes you a good, you know, 10 minutes to get into the, each each role, it takes you time to get into that headspace and work out where you're at. But I find if, if I time block, and time block and go, okay, I'm going to do this now or I'm going to do that activity on Thursday or that activity in the morning and that in the afternoon, I'm so much more efficient. And so then it freed me up to not be having to work late at night or not be able to, you know, I don't want to see my office all day Saturday on Sunday because I want to go and enjoy time with my husband or time with my kids or with my friends or just go and do stuff, you know. So I think that's the big thing about being disciplined, about where you spend your time, how you spend it and, you know, if it's something that you don't enjoy doing, find someone else to do it for you, you know, outsource it. Um, you know, it's the same same at home. You know, if, if there's something you don't like doing, you know, get a cleaner or get someone to mow your lawns or someone to wash your car, you know. Don't do things that you don't enjoy doing because you want to save your, your time and energy for the things that you love. Yeah, and I think, you know, and I've said this on other podcasts before, like the value of outsourcing home-based tasks can be often cheaper and more cost-effective than outsourcing a business task, particularly if you're able to do it and you enjoy doing it. Yeah. So, you know, for me, the $70 a fortnight I spend on a cleaner is freaking gold because I hate cleaning the house. Like I despise yeah. it. I hate doing the housework. I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, and it's it's okay to it's okay to get that help. It's okay to ask for the help. I think too that um, you know, one of the things I know when I've been you know, close to burnout is um, it's that whole thing of it's the constant noise and that whole thing of going from one thing to another to another and there's no break, there's no rest, there's no recharge in between and you go from laptop up, laptop down, you're up making dinner, like doing something for the kids and particularly people with little kids. Yeah, and you're doing dinner on your phone. phone. Yep, or you're watching TV on your phone or you're bathing the kids with your phone. And sometimes I think it's the, you know, that whole kind of, I think, is it the coaching industry that does it? I'm not sure. I think it might be like, you know, that whole laptop lifestyle, build a business and babies at the same time. 
you can't be present for both of those jobs literally at the same time. You have got to have time where you work on one and time where you work on another. And hello, ladies, having your own peaceful lunch without indigestion isn't self-care. That's just like what you should get every day. Yeah, that's right. You know, and we've we've gotten so so removed from what self-care really is that we think that allowing ourselves to have a hot coffee is self-care. Well, no, you deserve to have a hot coffee because it's, it tastes better when it's hot and it should be drunk hot, right? You know, that's not self-care. Like taking a weekend off to watch your children play sport is not self-care. That's doing your mum job, right? Self-care is other things that you do for yourself, like journaling or meditating or, you know, going for a walk if that's your thing or if you do have a hobby or a craft or something like that, you know, or, you know, there's commercial self-care where you might go get a massage or, you know, sometimes for me self-care is just going to hang out with my friends, you know. But those basic things that we need, that's not self-care, that's life basics. Yeah, that's right. And I think, um, yeah, the the point that you touched on there is um, we're so caught up with, you know, with our devices, you know, that whole laptop laptop lifestyle thing was like, was, you know, the, the thing to be in is, is that. But the problem is now is that we're more connected and we're more portable than ever because we are carrying our phones around and we're carrying our laptops around and we're always on. And I got to the point um, last year when my kids were like, oh, my God, Mum, you're always on your phone you're always doing stuff. And I go, well, because my, it's an online business and I run social media accounts and that's what happens. And then that's why when I said last year I made the conscious choice to say I'm actually going to be present. So when I'm with, you know, the kids or whatever I'm doing, my phone goes down or it goes on silent, you know. Um, and I would lay in bed at night on my phone. That's the last thing I do. And the first thing before I even get out of bed was on my phone. I don't do that now because I get up and my, I don't even touch my phone for that sort of first half an hour, an hour, whereas before I'd be shut onto my phone doing stuff. It's like, no, that's not, that's not how I want to start my day. And... The other thing that um, I wanted to bring forward too is, and you did touch on it before about is asking for help. And I know we spoke about like the home help and outsourcing, but I find, you know, if someone is is willing to help and you need the help, say yes. The other thing too is as women in business and, and mums, we, you know, if, if it was our kids or our friends or our husband wanting something, they'd ask for help. We are so reluctant to ask for help and we really should be saying you know, hey, can you help me or can you do this or can I give you that to do or, you know, with me, I say to the kids, you know, if I need something, you know, can you go and do that because why should I do it all the time? You know, so it's about whether it's your friends or your husband or your you know, your employees that you've got or subcontractors or, or whatever you've got, um, ask them to help. You know, like for me, if, if I'm trying to do something, I'll say to my husband, oh, well, you, can you start dinner? I've just got to finish this. You know, or my daughter's going to um, be finishing work before the store shuts, so I say to her, can you grab the groceries on your way home? You know, just things like that. And also, so that's for asking for help, but the other key point is in saying no. We're so easy just to say yes and to please everyone, and that's the big word that I've learned over this last year as well is no. If it's something that's not going to contribute to my personal development or the growth of my business or something that's not towards my goals. So if it's not going to have an impact on women globally um, or help someone with their mindset or towards, you know, my goals and, and my purpose, then it's no. Because so often you say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll come to that event or, yes, I'll be involved in yes. that. Yes, I'll do this. Oh, yes, I'll do that. And it's like, oh, yes, I'll, you know, do that work for you that you're not passionate about and you don't want to do. You know, like you're tr- you're trying to, you know, move in a different space with, you know, not doing e-commerce, social media, so you've got to say no. So that's where I've now, if I have someone come to me with some work they want to do in that consulting space, I say, no, I'm not doing that anymore. So it's, you know, that's sort of my biggest tips, you know, just around, um, you know, sort of time blocking, putting yourself first, not feel, feeling guilty about putting yourself first, asking for help, being present and um, and saying no. I guess that's sort of my tips. I'm just sort of. Yeah, encapsulated. Encapsulated and together and it's. It's all things that we just like. It's prioritization of self. Yeah. And understanding and acknowledging that it's okay to prioritize you because, you know, really, women, we are the, we're the glue that holds our families together. We are, if you're running a business, you are the CEO of your business, but you're also the CEO of your own life as well. And, you know, you, 
if we're constantly prioritizing other people and other things and not prioritizing ourselves, then we're not going to be able to take the lead in yeah. any of those roles. And the thing with no, and I was, I was listening to another podcast the other day and they were talking about like, you know, no is a complete sentence, um, you know, and it's like, and I think the example was like, um, you know, asked her daughter if she wanted, they wanted something for dinner, like a meal that she would normally eat. And her answer was no. And it was like, okay, well, no is a complete sentence, right? Like, but, you know, our, our, our knee-jerk reaction is to go, uh, no, thank you, or, you know, add something else onto that sentence. So it's like, you know, but we don't have to do that. No is a complete sentence. So if someone says, you know, would you, you know, someone approaches you to do something in business, and I see it a lot, particularly with the whole, and I'm using my little inverted comma, commas fingers here, exposure. Would you like to do this for exposure? Would you like to speak at this thing? Would you like to contribute your product to this giveaway? Would you like to um, be a part of some, I don't know, freaking event? Would you like to come to an event? It's really good exposure. That's definitely one that, you know, people get really caught up in. Um, or even just people asking if you can do a job for them that isn't something like you said, that's not part of your bigger mission. It's not moving you towards any of your goals or any of those things. No is a complete answer. No, I don't do that anymore. No, that's not part of the services that I provide. Um, no, that doesn't fit in with my lifestyle or my family values or something like that. Like you don't have to, you don't even really have to explain it. Like it's just I know. And that's and that's the thing like for me, I say, well, is that gonna light me up? No, it's not then it's no. Yeah. But we procrastinate for ages. Instead of just saying no up front, we go, oh okay, well let me get back to you. And it's like, no, be confident in saying no. And then we put off the no and, and then we over agonize about the fact we've said yes and then have to say no. I know, and then we go, oh, I can't because of this, or oh, you start to make excuses. It's like, no, you just say no. no. No, sorry, I can't do that, you know. And I was sort of bad, like, oh, look, I can't make it because I've got to do this or I've got to do that. And I'd say, no. So, like, if a friend asked me, you know, can I do something? Go, and now I just go, no, no, sorry, you can't, not available, already got something else on. Like, rather than I don't need to justify why I've said no, and I think that's the other thing too is we we procrastinate to say no or we feel guilty saying no, but yes. then we feel like we've got to justify our decision. We don't. We need to be confident enough to go no and that's it. As you said, no is a complete sentence. We don't need to justify why we're saying no. Yeah. And I remember someone said to me once, they said, and it was a friend of mine without children, and she said, I love that she was talking about me and she said, I love how you just say, I don't do that. Like, for example, like nighttime events, because so she, she runs nighttime events. And she always invites me and I go, you know, I'm always going to say no because I don't go out at nighttime. <laughs> Unless the kids are driving you nuts and you're like, and you're like right, when's that event? <laughs> no, at weekends, yes. Weekdays, no. I don't, like it's like it's a school night for me. That's yeah. just how I operate. I love to get up early. I love to just have a bit of a homebody during the week. I love to just hang at home. I'm not interested in going out and being out late at night during the middle of the week. I love, you know, that really close, like, family routine that we have with the kids and stuff. Unless it's school holidays. School holidays totally different. But, um, and she said, I just, she goes, how did you, like, get the strength to just be able to do that? And I was like, I just had to prioritise my, the things that were most important to me. And the things that are most important to me is my family. So if I'm out going out to all these events all the time, I'm not prioritising something that's really important to me. I work during the day because they're out. I spend my evenings and my weekends with them because they're the most important relationships to me. Yeah. So it, it's a no-brainer. I can go to other events. I can go to online events. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing out because there's always going to be another event I can go to. Yeah. I did a lot of events that I went to sort of from August to probably um, August to about February um, over the last year because I hadn't really been to many events and they're all really networking and can't really stand them and everyone's just there trying to, you know, do their sales pitch. And But I did go to a few events over, over a few months and, you know, they were Wednesdays, I probably went, you know, Wednesdays um, twice a month. And and then, you know, it's just such such an effort to to get organised and get there in time and then come, you come back and it's like you get home and you go, yeah, it was a great bunch of people and, yeah, but did I learn something? Yeah, I probably did learn a couple of things. And then at the end of the day I went, what value is this really adding to my business and yeah. what what did I get out of it personally? And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, whether it's an online event or an in-person event. And I've been invited to so many events that are happening over, you know, the next sort of couple of months and I'm just like, 
No, no, mm. because I feel that that time can be best spent or that energy best spent somewhere else. And, you know, for me, there's certain nights of the week, you know, on a Tuesday night we go to my mother-in-law's for dinner because generally that's when we're home and that's when we spend quality time with her. And for me, the the beauty about having my business, you know, based at, at home is that if I know that, you know, my daughter, like this weekend, my daughter's working Saturday, Sunday, my son is working Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and then my other son, you know, he's away all next week. So you've got to know, well, you can, you've only got a small window to, you know, spend quality time with them. So my business sort of fits around that. I don't fit my kids in with my business, which is what yeah. I used to do before, you know, fit things in. Now it's like, well, no, you know, if I need to do something with the kids, well, then that business thing gets pushed back. Yeah. Um, I think it comes down to making conscious choices in your business and your personal life at the same time. So like we're, we're starting to become, we're definitely got a long way to go. I think us women, but we're starting to become more aware of the fact that we need to be very conscious about how we spend our time. Um, Personally, we become a lot more aware about things like conscious spending and, you know, conscious purchasing and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But in, when it comes to our business, we're not sometimes not very conscious about the choices that we make. Like we we seem to, it, it's like we're on this mouse wheel because we just, we love our businesses and we're so passionate about them and we want to help people and we want to, you know, build that empire and, you know, have build that thing and kind of like maybe it's sometimes like sometimes we're trying to prove ourselves wrong in a way maybe as yeah. well that like we really can do this. So it's where we can sometimes not make very conscious choices in our business because we're always just trying to do better and move forward and push the needle forward and, you know, hustle that little bit harder and that sort of thing that we, we sometimes don't think pragmatically about the things that we're doing. And then that contributes more to the burnout because we're not making conscious choices in our business either. Yeah, and I think, you know, for so long we've heard the time is money, time is money, time is money. Yes, yeah. Based businesses um, you know, and as you said, like, you know, if you, and I go back to that cleaner example, you said, you know, if you get a cleaner in for two hours, you know, on a fortnight and you go, well, I've got to pay them 70 bucks, but what can you do in your business to take your business forward in that two hours? Or, you know, what can you do to help someone? Can you do a coaching session in that two hours? What do you, you can do? That's your time better spent doing that than cleaning. But the point I wanted to make is that we're so into that, you know, that hamster wheel and the treadmill about, you know, hustle, 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 work, 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 got to always be on and, you know, the whole time is money thing. But you know what? Money isn't, success isn't always about money. And for me it's like I want to be able to have a business that allows me the flexibility around my family. Um, I want to be able to make an impact, but I want to be able to have my business, success for me, my business is been able to, for me to be able to make choices. So, like, you know, tomorrow I want to have a day off because I want to go and, you know, spend the day with my daughter doing shopping or, you know, next, like, like yourself, you know, you, you take a lot more time off during the school holidays because you, your kids are younger and you want to spend the time with them. Because, like, me with my kids in school holidays, well, one's working full time so he doesn't have school holidays. The other one, um, you know, the other two are sort of working casual. So school holidays for me isn't so much of a thing about having the time off but, for me, six, yeah, I want to spend that time with them now. Like yeah, my yeah. years of them wanting to spend their school holidays with me is limited. Yeah, that's so right. it's like I want to enjoy it now while I can. Yeah, and because with my kids, like when we go away now, they're like, we don't want to go because they're either working or they want to be with their friends. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, my husband and I, we always have little sort of mini holidays each quarter, and then usually for um, my birthday, we go away, and for our anniversary, we always go away for for a week. So it's about having that time apart. But I think success for me is about being able to have the freedom of choice. So being able to go and work from anywhere or work with who I want to work with, being able to go and spend time with my mum. Like mum and I went to Perth um, earlier in the year, you know, where we've got another trip planned for later in the year. So for me, success in my business has been able to make the choices and and live the life that I want to lead because time is short and if we're spending that time in hustle and grind and jumping between, you know, kids and mum and um, wife life and and business life like that's where we get burnt out because we're so busy jumping between the different roles we don't take the time out and we're so busy chasing you know the dollar and yeah focused on you know we've got to make more money and the more time we spend our business the more money we're going to make well no not not quite because yeah there's a lot of focus on the dollar figure 
being the only measure of success. And I'm not saying that earning good money isn't what we're all, like we all want to earn good money, let's be honest. But um, I'm not saying that at all. But I really reject the idea that the dollar figure you earn is the only measure of success in your business. Yeah, that's right. And it's the same with socials, you know, looking at what followers you've got. You know, someone might have you know, 100,000 followers, but are they actually making money in the business because are they spending all their money on, on advertising and actually not yeah. making money? And someone could have 100 followers and be, you know, making... Super successful. Yeah, making lots of money. So, and I think for me, success is more about the impact that I'm, I'm making. Yes, yeah. You know, I do some some mentoring through Rare Birds where, you know, it's not paid. Then I do it because I love it and I love seeing the the transformation of the mentee that I'm working with and, and, and helping them and seeing them at the start and then when you finish at the end, like, that you've made such an impact on that person's life. Yeah. And that for me is success about being able to see the difference that I've been able to help that person with their life because every aspect of their life has changed. Their personal life's changed. Um, how they view themselves, how they treat themselves, um, how they prioritise themselves and how their business then becomes a, mm. a success because of that. That's what. Yeah. I think in life there's there's different forms of income. There's a financial income, there's a spiritual income, there's an energetic income, you know, all of those sort of things, you know, and when you do good things like that, it fills that other cup that you've got. So it's still you're still getting something out of it, it's still an income in some form. It's just, it's, it's a soul, it fills your soul, you know, rather than filling your bank balance, which is still super important. Uh, okay, so in finishing up, I'd love to know what is, what is the biggest, what's the biggest, most profound lesson you've learned in your time in business? Um, I think... The biggest thing, and I've have struggled a lot with this over the last few months, as I've been, I guess, stepping back from my business and really looking at what I want from my business, what my business is, what it stands for, and the direction moving forward is really. And I got a lot of this from a, a conference that I went to last year. Is really taking note of the conversation that you're having with yourself, and a lot of this comes down to mindset because you might sit there thinking, "Oh, you know what? Do I really want to keep doing this? It's just." It's just so hard. Some days it's just so hard and other days it's easy and I just want to be, you know, flowing with it. And I think sitting there and listening to the conversations that you're having in your head, because for me a lot of it is I I last year went searching for something externally and thinking, well, I need something because I've got this issue around money and I've got some things wrong with mindset and I've just... I got into a lull and I'd just been, it was deflated and I wasn't motivated and I kept looking for all these external things and looking for a business coach and looking yes. for um, yeah. you know, a mastermind group and looking for that network. And I went to this conference and they started to do the inner work and I went, oh, my God, what I needed was actually within me the whole time. Oh, I just needed yes. to stop having these conversations with my head saying that I wasn't good enough or that I couldn't do it or that, you know, I wasn't where I needed to be. I'm like, no, you know what, I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm doing me. I don't need to be watching what someone else is doing. And so I've stopped following all the different Instagram accounts and stopped watching what everyone's doing and stopped downloading everything and stopped doing all research and stopped um, consuming so much and gone, no, what, you know what, I just need to get out there and create and do what I do best, get out there and make an impact, do stuff around flow and passion and, and all that sort of stuff and and alignment and do what I say to, you know, my clients to do, you know, like really sit there and think because, you know, I could be wake up in the morning and be all happy and energetic and then something would happen and i go, oh, and I start, you know, being awful to myself and then uh, then my energy for the day would be crap and then everything, you'd start to read into everything and someone would say something and you'd go, oh, and they didn't even mean that. It's just that because you're in that headspace of being negative Nancy that then it's, the whole day goes to poo. Whereas now if I start to go, oh, no, what, no, you can't do that or no, you shouldn't shouldn't put yourself forward for that, I'm like, no, you can do that. And so I think listening to the stories that I told myself, the language about how I talk to myself has been a big game changer this last six months because mm-hmm. I did have a few, or even like on Tuesday night, you know, something happened and then I sort of went, oh, just everything's crap and I'm not happy and blah, blah, blah. And then I went, no, step out of it. This is ridiculous. You know, and then 
And I sort of had a conversation, you know, had a chat to myself and then the next day I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good, you know. And that's <laughs> the Gemini thing to me as well. You know, you have one minute you're this and the next minute you're down there and it's about yeah. you really need to flip that around because if you don't have, you know, a mentor or a coach in your back pocket to, you know, shoot a message or, or a friend or someone that you can talk to and go, oh, hey, I'm feeling really crap, help me out of it. Um, you've got to be able to get yourself out of that crappy mindset yeah. um, or that crappy conversation that you're having with yourself like that because that that is the difference between being able to turn your day around um, or the difference between being a detriment to yourself and to your business because you've let that couple of things turn your day into poo and then turn your week into that as well, you know. So mm-hmm. just, yeah, I think that's my biggest thing is when you're having those conversations, pull yourself up and change it, change the conversation you have with yourself. Flip your script. That's been, that's been the biggest game changer for me lately because I was so in my head. Yeah. And, um, and I just go, well, no one else is thinking that. No one else is saying that. So why are you saying that to yourself? So that's, yeah, that's yeah. my number one. I love that because, oh, my God, I just resonate with that so much that when you feel like something's not working or there's something, for want of a better word, wrong with you, you go searching externally for the things to help you. So I'll go get a massage, I'll go shopping, I'll go drink a bottle of wine, I'll go get a business coach, I'll go um, join a mastermind, I'll go download this course, I'll go and get hypnotherapy. Like, you know, and I'm not saying that none of any of those things aren't useful in some way, shape or form, but the thing that is really going to heal you and help you move forward is for you to heal yourself. Yeah. And you've got all the skills to do it inside of you. You just have to tap into them. I love that. That's awesome. Best message. And so so the biggest thing for that is I started journaling and um, started writing things down and, you know, positive affirmations and and things like that. So, you you know, the skills are there. As you said, you've just got to tap into them. And find your way of tapping into them. All right, so how can everyone find you on the internet? Where do you hang out? Uh, website sharoncliff.com.au instagram the sharon cliff it is now um facebook um where else i've, I've got a tiktok there somewhere but you know i've got a tiktok there somewhere i love that and all the yeah, links obviously will be in the show notes page anyway so um and people will be able to find you so thank you so much for being on the podcast today it's been a great chat around Really, I think the the in essence, it's a real, been a real good chat around how life strategy impacts our business strategy. We haven't talked about any business strategy. It's all been life strategy stuff, but it's stuff that if we get it right, it allows us the freedom to be truly who we need to be in our business. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, the social hub forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the social media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.